Hey, what's going on, turds? Today's got to be the 8th. Yes, yes, let's check real quick. The 8th. Fucking. Yeah. Righto. Today is the 8th of October 2021. And uh, it was a pretty good day. You know, I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I didn't. I surmised that it was going to be. Now, I kind of planted that seed. Planting seeds. Plant genetics. Porcupine grass. I can't fucking wait. I asked my friend today. Uh, She, this woman is tremendous. Okay, she raises orchids. She is the very same that uh, ate a tangerine and kept a pit, a seed in her mouth all the way home from uh, about an hour's driving distance. And what is this? Oh, gosh. About an hour's driving distance, she drove incubating this tangerine seed and later planted it. And another thing, she's got a tangerine plant. So that makes me, that inspires me about the... um, Kingdom Plantae or Phylum Plantae or whatever the fuck that is. All these little seeds and shit. She said, "You can just, I can just take my porcupine seeds that I harvested. I can just grow them. Just like you would. Like here I think somebody's like, well, you might need to you might need to um, soak them in water. Sometimes you need to cut them or break them in such a way so that they sprout. She's like grass seeds. Just like you buy grass seeds and you throw it on a lawn. They'll grow, you know. Put them in some soil. Give them some friggin' nutrients and water. Done. Because you can grow it year-round if you want. You can grow them in the house on a sunny win- uh, window. So I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to take. A, I'm going to do a little experiment. Find a nice little, maybe a little Tupperware container. Yeah, I'm going to grow some fucking grass. That's funny. I thought they might need some special care. Now, they're not like fescue or whatever, or Kentucky bluegrass or whatever the fuck variety that you buy from the store. But still, it's grassy. Fucking throw it out there. But I'm going to grow this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cultivate it. I'm going to grow it. And I'm going to put it... Um, it's the same thing as cultivating and growing, so... Sorry. Um, and I'm going to plant it next in the spring, so I can't wait. So, kind of, you know where that, what initiated that conversation, but I'm sure I'll come back to it. So, it's been a good week, is what I'm trying to say. It's been a good Friday. Fridays are usually good. As I've said before, I try not to be like, uh, can't wait to get off, so I can, it's Miller time, it's five o'clock somewhere, hey, you know what I'm saying? No, I mean, I want to. Um, I enjoy every day, and as I've been stating, I believe in the philosophy, and I've been espousing the philosophy of, we have to have something to show for today, right, let's have something to show for our efforts, something to celebrate having accomplished, whatever it is, it can be a small thing, but each and every day, I'm going to come home with something positive. So 
as always, helped a bunch of people, makes them feel good, makes me feel good, makes me money, you know, I take care of them, I get a fee for my service, I am determined to give people more bang for their buck than they can get anywhere else, and just the same way, if I was a paper boy, I'm going to fucking deliver that paper, I'm going to drop that right on your stoop, you know? And if I was cooking your food, I would make sure it's nice and hot and tasty when it came to you. And if I was carving you wood carving, I would make sure that that sucker is beautiful and sanded well and it's going to last you for many years. And I always tell everybody, hey, you know, it's got a lifetime guarantee. If there's ever any issues with it, if it cracks, if it needs another coat of varnish, come to me because I want you to be happy with what you bought. And people know it's wood's going to rot eventually or it's going to dry out or it's going to crack or whatever the fuck. So they don't hold me to that. But I mean, my point is I'm caring about the type of work that I do. And when you do that, people notice it. People appreciate it because there's not, it's not abundant. The world is not filled with businesses and products that really, really are sincere and you know, as caring as, as we are at Healthy Balance my view that's what I that's what I believe that's what I know and understand so it was a good week had a bunch of laughs had some zany moments you know had some tough days some tough moments yesterday uh, Thursdays I've been hitting the wall I don't know exactly why this is because I'm very keen to my energy systems um, th- Thursdays I just teach in the morning and then I spend about four hours at the office, but by the time I went to pick up Sam or went to his game up at Penn Ridge yesterday that they they won, beautiful field, beautiful field by the way, uh, up at Penn Ridge, really beautiful community actually, I've been in and around there but not too many times have I been downtown there, very, very nice, I was stereotyping Penn Ridge as uh you know, they wear coonskin caps and shit up there. I always say that, make fun of it because they, um, you know, they're real country up yonder and some of them are farmers and they give their kids off for deer season and stuff, which I, I just think it's kind of interesting. I hunted before, not making fun of hunters, but uh, it's actually a noble tradition that families are still, you know, get afforded that. Hey, it's deer season. We're going to be off. Like, and they still live a certain way up there. But I think it's another sense. I think it's kind of silly. See, now I'm looking around at people's landscaping. I see these grasses going to seed. I just saw purple fountain grass. Maybe I could ask that person, actually know that person. How odd would it be if they said, I said, Hey, I'd like to take some of your seeds and grow some of my own purple fountain grass. They'd be like, well, go ahead. Probably, right? They might be thinking, wait a second, should I do that? No? Okay, I'm not going to let you out. Um, maybe I'll start doing that. That'll be interesting. Give them something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. How about love? Alright, let's get down to business. So it's a decent week kicked ass and take names, but yesterday I was so fucking tired, you know, when I got home, I sat there on the, you know, I took a shower, I cleaned up a little bit, and I was done, just fucking kaput, 
Yeah, slept real well last night. Collapsed into bed. Woke up this morning and I was iffy about getting to the gym. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it, to be honest with you. I'm going to go back to sleep, get one more hour. And then I ultimately did roll out of the rack and head on down to Planet Fitness. Got a good workout and did 500 steps on the stair stepper. I did a circuit. Went to the office, got some paperwork done, got some things squared away. And had a good day. I felt energized. Had about maybe four cups of coffee today, to be honest. And I got my meals in when I could because we were so busy. But it was a good day. Helped a bunch of people. Love a lot of people. There's definitely some crazy motherfuckers in my midst. Crazy. And that's fine. I'm a little crazy too, in case you haven't picked up on that. Why the? Who the hell would not want to be crazy? If you were not crazy in this particular world, if you didn't have a sense of humor, if you weren't weird, you might go insane right now. You might wind up crazy anyway. <coughs> so try not to be crazy, right? Trying to shield yourself from all the zaniness. You might wind up in a hurt locker yourself mentally. So why not just try to have fun with it a little bit? So that's what I do. Again, trying to take every day, just have something to show for it. That's what I want. So a couple things. I mentioned about Facebook the other day that I went offline with Facebook. I've been successful with that. I will hit it yeah, maybe a few times a day, and then the beginning and end of the day, I'll check to see if I have any messages or if, if there's anything um, good communication out there. I do not read the news anymore. For a while, I was on a little compulsion with Facebook news, so I'd press on that, and there'd be all kinds of... I think based upon the news articles I would read... It would give me more of that, so that little echo chamber thing, and and I didn't want to be angry all the time, so I'm glad I, I swore that off. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't want to. I'm going with the uh, ignorance is bliss philosophy on that. But I talked to a couple people about this, how I kind of I backed away, and you could tell that people were taking in what I was saying as I. Uh, describe this, and then some of them were, you know, they're they're processing. I'm like, well, what should I be doing? You know, like I'm on there. I know they saw my posts about my kids or my, you know, whatever points of view or whatever the fuck. And I I, I certainly agree and will assert once again that I enjoy Facebook. I enjoy the connections that I do possess. I have no problems eliminating people who cause me. Um, any sort of pain or hassle whatsoever. I don't want to have anything to do with you. Even if you're mildly annoying, it's my prerogative to just hide you so I won't see your stuff. There are some people like that who I love so much and respect so much, but they just annoy me on Facebook. Maybe they're always posting their workouts or something. I said, I don't know. I don't need to hear. It's almost, you can, you can tell that they are this is their, like, some Some might say, well, it's my accountability. That's why I post all my stuff about the workouts, because if I don't do that, then I, um, I'll i lose motivation myself, and then, you know, it's nice when people, you know, give me um, a little pat on the back about it, and if I post it, then it's like I've done it. And But I mean, imagine looking back on all these memories, hey, today, 10 years ago, 
oh, that's the day that I ran three miles. Oh, and then the next day I did deadlifts. Good for you. People don't need to know about all your shit. They don't need to know about the meals that you make. Unless you're really, really good at making them. And you just want to share it every now and then. I just think that there are some different strokes for different folks. And if if your strokes don't jive with mine, then I'm just going to hide you. I don't do it with everybody, but there's enough people who annoy me. And I probably annoy other people as well. It's it's a good thing. You, you don't have to watch what you don't, that, that channel. If you don't, you know, if that's your prerogative. But that's not your thing. So talking to somebody today and she her point of view was that well I think Facebook I, I said well you know we got all this stuff and I read this you know there was a whistleblower that said basically that on 60 minutes it sounded like the gist of her blowing the whistle was that Facebook looked the other way in favor of rather than censor censoring um, hate speech or, you know, people that were, like, around January 6th. People that were, you know, saying things and spreading things. And that there were out there people, other, even foreign governments, like China and Russia especially, reportedly, were posting all kinds of, were, were, were dropping all kinds of um, propaganda on Facebook. So that we would see it. American citizens, Western citizens, would watch, would, you know, watch this shit and get riled up about it. And it was like, hey, let's get them fighting each other so that they become weakened by this back and forth about Democrat and Republican, left versus right, Trumpers and anti-Trumpers and all that stuff. And most of us fell for it, right? We went after each other. We hated each other. We didn't, you know, we're arguing about politics. They say don't talk about politics and religion. Everybody was talking about that. You know, especially our leaders. They were on there. Trump's on Twitter. Other politicians. Everybody's online right now. That's the thing. So when everybody's online, it's kind of like, well, yeah, it is kind of the world we live in. Uh, so my friend today said that you know, she works for a business and said that they absolutely use you know, Facebook and and Twitter and and Instagram to market, and that we since it's free, they'd be fools not to do that. You don't even need to take out an ad. You can put your stuff out there, and you can position yourself very well in front of people, so they get a lot of business that way. So the reality is that social media is a tremendous network. A tremendous offers people what whatever you're into. It offers a tremendous mechanism for you to get in front of other people and it is a platform from a solid platform for communication and like most things there's a shitload of noise and the public have not been able to it's, it finds it increasingly difficult to sift through the noise and to parse it out for a positive message or something useful to get accuracy so there's so much of social media out there, so much information, and not all of it is accurate, not all of it is good. So the question she poses, well, you know, that's regulating speech. Um, she doesn't think it should be, you know, some people think it shouldn't be regulated at all. Uh, so she's a big advocate for free speech. Okay, well, me too. But 
since these organizations are so large and successful and everybody's on them, these platforms, they do have a captive audience and they do bear some responsibility to regulate it. You know, you have to go through whatever, some sort of balanced mechanism. You know, they're, they're a private business on the one hand, but on the other hand, everybody's using this platform. So they kind of bear some responsibility. If something happens like, you know, you get uh, a bunch of people march on the Capitol and there's, uh, you know, uh, some violence that occurs. And we look back and say, hey, you know, a lot of this stuff was spread on social media. And it wasn't even from, you know, people, you know, of that political party. It might have been from a foreign government is on there. It's so free that foreign governments are able to get on there on, on in various disguises and they're going to drop information on there that they're, they're, that's going to function as a, like, drive a wedge between citizens. That's a problem, okay? That's pathologic. And so I thought that this is kind of, this is a Trojan horse, really. They're using it as a Trojan horse. This, this mechanism of social media is awesome, and it connects people, and it's wonderful in a lot of ways. But it's being hacked. It's being implemented as a Trojan horse, as leverage to get inside of our minds. And, and um, if it's not, you know, it's definitely used to sell us things, sell us products. And you think, okay, well, people are trying to get their products in front of you know, consumers. That's one thing. But if it's selling ideas, things that are being driven down our throat, things that are being um, ideas that are being spread exponentially, and people wind up getting hurt as a result of it. What about that? You know, how do we explain that? What should we do? Is there a responsibility? Do they bear a responsibility to take action, to regulate it? So that's my problem with social media. I'm on it I, in a major way. Uh, I've used it to sell to pay, um, to sell wood carvings. I've used it to to rant rave and to you know do my creative writing. I've used it to communicate with many family members and friends and fe- you know fellow Marines and and look for people who I had fallen out of touch with. It's awesome. Uh, my creative juices. They flow very well as a result of a lot of the things, the ideas and the images that I see on these various pages. Like whatever you're into, right? You could be a rock collector. You could be looking for meteors. You know, is my meteorite authentic? You'll go on there and you'll find some good shit. Right? So there are some very useful things. It's got myriad applications, it's just that it's it's being used as a Trojan horse and it's going to, it's driven a wedge within our society, within people that would otherwise love and care about each other and be united. So it's very, it can be weaponized like any capable tool. It can be used for good, can be used for ill. So that's my thoughts on that. I've been rationing myself and trying to eliminate my the time that I waste online. So don't expect to see me on there as much for the, you know, at least for the short term. 
I do look forward to the. I do believe that the company bears responsibility to regulate it. They need to do it in a way that is neutral. You know, the, they need to take a stance on hate speech and things that can hurt other people, or you know, they need to to decide. They don't want to, you know, just shit shoes. Give me an example. The person I was talking to give me an example of how. Well, you know, they just you know, somebody just put their opinion out there about something, and that was taken down. You know, and that's I agree that that's not a good thing. So, how do we distinguish between a personal view and you know something that people have personal views though that can hurt people, uh, which makes me transition to my next um, conversation. So, somebody came in today and was talking about oh how I. Where I, you know, interacting with somebody the other day, and they were complaining about, you know, accusing me of something racial, like uh, you helped this person, you know, two white people before you helped me. And individuals like that's not true, and they they you know looked at the records and said, you know, it's. Is that a fact? In fact, it wasn't the case. So anyway, the case was being made that okay, somebody was accusing this person of of um, being uh, prejudiced and being unfair, treating somebody else better than this person was treated. So this discrimination is the term, right? So discrimination is there discrimination here, there, and everywhere in schools and workplaces. And so the assertion was made that I don't think I don't I don't believe that this I think that a lot of it is the victim mentality, you know, which is to say that people um, they're sensitive to this. Like certain people around the world, um, let's say it's a person of color who's directly from. You know, who just came over from Africa or something like that. Brazil, wherever. That people who, the key, the, the um, opinion was stated that people from, let's say, straight from the Congo or Nigeria or wherever, they, when they come over, they're not as, they, they're not as like, um, their feathers aren't ruffled. They're not as, on guard about racism. I guess I don't know why that is. I could see that though. I could see that people might um, that came from an area that maybe enjoyed less freedoms than America. That they would come here and be like, "Oh, this is. I'm not going to complain. I know that there's a terrible history in America, but there's a terrible history of racism, classism, and everything else, chauvinism, um, sexism." in every part of the world, some more than others. America certainly has a pretty bad track record. If you really look at the history. Um, so the comment was made, well, you know, if you're mad at, at America for for uh, being prejudiced well, or being here, for, for your being here because you were uh, your your predecessors were enslaved. Well, maybe you should be go back to Africa 
and complain to the people who sold you because whatever, you know, like their own people sold them or whatever. And there's some truth to that. Not certainly not in every case, but there were people who sold their own into slavery, right? Anytime there's some money to get it. But anyway, so the assertion was made like, I don't feel like, you know, people always crying racism and all that stuff and prejudice when, you know, there's a lot of folks that are just, they're always belly aching, always complaining about these things. And that it's um, a hypersensitivity and assuming that everybody's out to get them and um, a victim mentality. And I believe that that probably exists as well. But the question is, that I ask, is why? You know, if we had, if, if we put ourselves in the shoes of other people, if our ancestors have had been uh, enslaved and taken over here on ships, and, you know, only hundreds of years ago this occurred, and sold and you know, worked on plantations and worked in fields and uh, for generations and were mistreated in all those ways and then reluctantly released, thankfully, when the slaves were freed and So if that was our history, if that was your history, would you be a little touchy as well? Would you be a little bit, you know, feel a little bit like a victim? Like like somebody owed you something? Like 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 uh, our country, our nation had something, you know, should atone in some way, maybe reparations. Now, it's very complex, and we both agreed on that. And again, this was not like a person was, had some opinions, but was not harsh about them. It was not uh, being mean-spirited about them at all, but just like opinions, like, you know, people feel like they should get reparations or they got something coming or that they're, you know, touchy like everybody is out to get them and, you know, profiling and all that stuff. I guess if my ancestors experienced, rather than me talking about how, hey, you know, I was, oh, I went on um, 23andMe, and I found out that I'm of German, Swiss, Irish, English descent, all Eastern European, you know, like, that's my history, and I, you know, my, my mother, my, my mother mostly has dug into it, and determined, you know, where we came from and who are, we know some of our ancestors and family tree, all that shit. Well, there are people who were fucking, whose history wasn't as glamorous. Everybody had a hard time coming into our country or um, winding up here in in America or wherever you wind up. Every family's got a story and there's usually some tragedy and there's usually some some triumph, 
but I'm just saying, try to put yourself in the shoes of other people before you judge them. Now, you, nobody wants to be judged from either angle, right? This person, I'm sure, was not being prejudiced or profiling or giving discriminating in any way. I know and love them, so I know that it was not a factor, but... There are some people, inhabitants of the United States, who whose story that it is much different. It is a story of tragedy, and they're not over it. And that's okay. I feel like there's a lot of healing that's occurring. There's a lot of progress that has been made. And I feel like there's a lot of, a lack of progress and a lot of denial of progress by both people of color and by white people. You know, there's, whenever somebody says something like, oh, well, what about this revisionist history or whatever, you know, they think that this, uh, forget what it's called now, critical race theory, skits on Saturday Night Live, there's all kinds of representations of that, where, you know, there's some, a segment of the population who thinks that that is like, you know, wait, how dare you try to rewrite history? Well, history has to be accurate, okay? History has to be, uh, uh, as, as I have one of my favorite quotes, History was written by those who have won wars, right? So don't expect, I mean, is there some things that aren't aren't altogether accurate? Yes. Are there some people who had an axe to grind and wanted the the history to be written a certain way? Absolutely, man. Do we discover things later? Do we we have uh, come to conclusions about... And, and view things differently? Absolutely. So, look. I just think it's interesting how different people consider things. Like, I guess I'd say, like, you know, typical white person to assume that critical race theory is a bunch of malarkey and, you know, people complaining, typical white person complaining about how black people are complaining. And neither are really putting the other, neither are willing to step in the other's shoes sometimes. I think the greater populations, a lot of people, um, They have their opinions and they're entitled to their opinions. But talk about, you know, going back to the social media thing, viewpoints, you know, how it is important that we regulate hate speech and that we we really scrutinize to determine whether or not there has been discrimination, or there has been any racism or prejudice or whatever. We have to be aware of these things, that these things exist. 
you know, when somebody says, when a politician or a person, whoever, or an entity says, well, there's no systemic racism. Well, a little fucking naive, don't you think? You know? Because it's people that make up governments. It's people that make up businesses. And so, you know, can you think of interactions that you've had in the, you know, recent past where somebody said something that you didn't agree with and you maybe overlooked it or you, um, somebody has a viewpoint that you can tell is not fair, not balanced, and can you see how that would drive (coughs) their decisions, their interactions, the way that they do business, the way that they make policy. So, sure. Now, it doesn't mean that the entire government or the entire business, if you get one bad apple, it can spoil the dozen. No, is that one bad egg? Bad egg would spoil the dozen. One bad apple could could spoil the barrel. Whatever, you get what I'm fucking saying. It's important for us to be aware of these things, of right versus wrong, of the existence of prejudice in our communities. You know. And as been written, you don't have to do something yourself. Sometimes lack of action, inaction, that could be something that makes us guilty. Not having a conversation with somebody and saying, listen, I don't I don't agree with that. I don't agree with what you're saying. I don't think all people of color or even most or even many people of color are, you know, have a victim mentality. I think that everybody wants to try to move forward. I'm just saying like, you know what, if I was a Native American in, in America or wherever the fuck, Australia or wherever, if I was the indigenous and, or a, you know, a slave, um, you know, ancestors, slaves are my ancestors, I might be a little bit wary as well, <laughs> right, of whether or not I was being treated fairly. It's a shame when that takes over and that is their a person's persona, or if they were to use that without discretion, right? It is a terrible thing, and I, I've got examples of that in my own experiences in my own life where I've, I've seen people you know, cry uh, racism or reverse racism or whatever the fuck it was. Um, and it backfired on them. It wasn't wasn't wholly true. It wasn't wholly accurate. But anyway, whether, whatever we're talking about in this world, in this life, you have to have some humility. You have to be able to recognize, you know, to really kick the tires of whatever situation you're in. Whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you are in your community somewhere and somebody says something that you don't agree with, have a conversation about it. You don't need to fight about it. But it should be these things should be discussed. And free speech is 
wonderful. It's extremely important and is a cornerstone of being an American. But we can't let free speech and hate speech become hate speech and controversy to be weaponized. You know, this is why. It's an example, I'm telling you a real world example of somebody that says something and if they if you let them behave that way, it becomes like a haha, I'm gonna do what I wanna do because this is America and I can I can act and behave and make decisions on my own and there's nothing you can do about it. It's free speech. Whether you have you have free speech, but it has, you know, should you have the right of free speech? But should should you take advantage of that right? Should you use some kind of discretion uh, in exercising that right? And I think you, yeah, you should. You don't just fucking say things because you say them. You should think about it. Like we are the thinking animal. We are Homo sapiens. You know, we know things. We're able to discover things. Like I said, go around, kick the tires, try to figure out, is this vehicle something I want to buy? Is this idea, is it sensible? You know, is there any, you know, basis in truth for what I'm saying? Or I'm just telling you how I feel. Uh, express yourself if you, if you like. But make sure that there is some validity to what you're, what you're up to. So... All right. Well, I'll probably tear you apart physically and mentally. Love and respect, motivators. I'll talk to you maybe later in the weekend. I'm going to be out carving wood. It's fucking Friday. I can't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs>